This is OPI Talk, the voice of the business products industry. Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of OPI Talk. I'm your host, Andy Braithwaite, and today I'm delighted to be joined by SP Richards Executive Chairman Yancey Jones, well, joining us in a minute, I, I think, and CEO Mike Maggio, who's with me now. Mike, how are you? Good afternoon, Andy. Always good to see you and uh, and be with you, and we're doing fine. Thank you for asking. Okay, great. So good to, good to have you on this episode of of OPI Talk. Now it's just been a just been a year or so since you and Yancey led the takeover of. SP Richards, and that was certainly something that raised a, a few eyebrows in the uh, office products world, not just in the US, but around the world as well. And I, I know you did an interview with Steve Hilliard shortly after the, the deal closed. And I think at the time we said, we'll give you some time, get your feet under the table, and then we'll, we'll circle back to you and hopefully you can, you can tell us more. And uh, I think the one year anniversary seemed uh, an appropriate time to do that. And uh, thanks again for responding to our invitation and, and for doing this. Well, uh, thank you for the invitation. Um, it's our pleasure. Appreciate okay. it. All right. Can I, I start just by asking perhaps your your overall impression or your assessment, if you like, of your, your first year at the helm of SP? <laughs> Not so sure I can, I can describe it in a short enough time based on the this podcast. It was, um, you know, it was an interesting year in some ways, very gratifying, uh, uh, in other ways, of course, extremely challenging. We, uh, we bought the business in the middle of the pandemic. Um, all of our original projections and expectations were that, uh, uh, the pandemic was going to be, you know, in the rear view mirror by the end of the year. Mm. Um, uh, it was not, uh, and so, um, you know, almost from day one, we were kind of uh, we were kind of behind uh, behind the eight ball, as, uh, yeah. as they say. So, you know, in that respect, extremely challenging. In the other respect, um, uh, you know, the year went uh, uh, went very fast. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. We thought we got a lot done. Yeah. And at the same time, we still have a lot to do. Okay. Right. Time, time flies when you're having fun, as, as they say. Exactly. Yeah. Good way to put it. Yeah. So, so let, let's go back to the, the 1st of July, 2020. You know, you've got the keys to the house. Yeah. How did you approach day one? Uh, and what were your immediate priorities at that time? Well, you know, as, as expected, your immediate priorities is one of, uh, of calm, right? So you want to make sure that that the employees know that uh, you know this transition is is a good thing for them and for the company. Um, you want to make sure the customers are are calmed to the point that it's a good thing for them and and the future of of their relationship with SP Richards. So uh, that was our main goal in that first 30 days. Um, uh, we had some other priorities that we originally had had laid out, you know, customer visits, mm. uh, visits to distribution centers, uh, all of those things, of course, uh, were not done. So we did a lot of virtual stuff, but, uh, but it was all about, um, you know, uh, um, uh, talking about the vision and just making sure that everybody knew that the sun was coming up tomorrow and the world was going to continue to turn. 
Okay. Now you mentioned the word vision, and that was one of my one of my next questions. So, you and Yancy, you came in with this vision for SP, um, um, you know, what what it should be, and I, and I think if I'm correct, that vision was was not negotiable. That you came in with that vision and said, "This is what we want to do. This is what what we where we want to take." SP, could could you just remind us what was that vision, and then how did you sell that both internally, and then to to other external stakeholders as well? Yeah, so the the vision was fairly straightforward. It was um, it was all about being a distribution company versus uh, a uh, a wholesaler, um, and the way that we defined that was the way that we looked at the marketplace, uh, the way that we looked at our customers, and the way that we. Uh, we interacted with our supplier partners. That vision um, uh, has been communicated um, uh, repeatedly over the past year, both internally and and to our external stakeholders. You know, it's hard to judge, Andy, whether um, it's it's taking too long. It hasn't taken long. You know, mm. I believe, based on the, the the way that we we see things today, that uh, the organization understands it. And has has begun to to uh, to make that a tangible way of doing business. The vendors have been they haven't been a challenge. It's just been a challenge for us to turn that into uh, turn that into action. Right. Okay. Yep. Um, yep. We've had multiple conversations, um, and I believe that we're going down that path. I don't know that I expected it, frankly, to go any quicker or not. Mm. I'm, I'm somewhat pleased that. Uh, that uh, you know we're still having those conversations, and that the conversations are starting to bear fruit. Okay, All right. That, yeah. Does that answer the? Yeah, I was going to say I was, I was, a follow-up would be quite simply: yeah. what is the difference then between a wholesaler and a distribution company as as it impacts SB Richards? Taking it the three different ways that I pointed out, right? Was let's talk about the way that we approach the marketplace. Our goal is to ensure that we reflect what the market says we should have in our building, okay? And that's through all of the different inputs that, that tell us that. Um, when it comes to our customers, they are, they're uh, a significant part of that input. What are they looking for in wholesale support? And then of course, from the vendor side, what are they expecting in the way of wholesale support? So that's a very different way of going about uh, our business. If you recall, we were we were catalog based. Mm. So we produce a catalog every year, and if if uh, if that's if you wanted to buy something from SP Richards, it better be in that catalog. If it wasn't, you're out of luck. Go somewhere else or sell something else. Yeah. Now we're we're taking a much broader view of the marketplace and our position in it. Our job is to distribute product for our manufacturer partners based on the customer demands that exist or that they are trying to, to build, right? What their market plans are. And that doesn't mean that we necessarily have to have it in the building. We just okay. have to make sure that the that the, the resellers have access to it. Mm. So therein lies the, the, the difference. Normally our process for adding products would take anywhere from three to five, six months. We now add products in weeks, um, not not months. Hmm. We measure it in weeks, and eventually we'll measure it in days. Is our point? Okay, good. But you still have catalogs. 
yeah, yeah, great. Do you still have catalogs, or is that you know, something something's going to be phased out, or it will be more you digital know, based the, versus um, paper based, for example? That decision remains to be made. Um, we definitely will produce a a, a, um, a print catalog in 2022 or for 2022. We'll produce it this year. Um, past that, we don't know yet. We haven't decided, mm. um, and a lot of it's going to depend on the on the manufacturer requirements and and what our customers tell us they need. But the key to our product offering, of course, is the content that we produce yeah. for the dealers to use on their web stores. And that content has been expanded dramatically. And our plan is to continue to expand that content to encompass all of the product that our, our supplier partners sell or make, yeah. not just what's in the building. Mm. Uh, that's really where the, the, the access is going to come from on the. Okay, great. How, how far along that track would you say you are today? You know, it, it's interesting you, you asked that question because we had a meeting today and, and one of the key topics of discussion was where are we with the product expansion plans? Mm. Um, we call it uh, customer special order, CSO. Um, and uh, what I found out early on was that we were working on that, but we weren't quite, quite ready. Um, and today, uh, we're, we're just about there. We're just testing now the changes that we've made. And essentially, it wasn't that we couldn't take the special order. It was what we did with it once we got it mm. um, and what kind of, of information we were going to be able to give back to the customer. So, uh, so that's advanced significantly in the last couple of months. And uh, we're about ready to, uh, to roll out. And once we get that done, the, 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 cust- the vendor... Uh, content is ready to go. Mm. We've just held back because we couldn't seamlessly make it available to our resellers. Right. So uh, once we get this uh, introduced, which is essentially we're testing it, so it should be uh, days or weeks away, then you'll see a, 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 a significant expansion in the content that we uh, that we distribute. Okay. All right. Good. You mentioned it's not necessarily having the products in the building, but does it sometimes in, entail having more products in the building? And if so, you have to look at your your distribution footprint and maybe make some changes there. So two 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 interesting points there. Even as difficult a year as this has been for all of us, um, we've invested significant money in the infrastructure uh, and technology in our facilities. So we moved Chicago into a new building and uh, and for the first time, built it around widespread use of vertical lift modules, which are basically um, uh, vertical carousels Mm. that can hold significant quantities of product. We just opened a new facility in Columbus. We expanded it even further with our use of vertical lift modules. We're in the process of, of opening a new facility here in Atlanta that's using a brand new technology called AutoStore, which is our first uh, robotic pick process. Mm. So what all those things mean is that we can distill down 30, 40, 50,000 square feet of small pick into 10, 10 to 12,000 square feet. And Atlanta, for instance, once we get auto store completely up and running, we believe that we're going to distill about 75,000 square feet into about a 15,000 square foot footprint. So 
So what that does is it enables us to bulk, to bring in more bulk product um, while becoming more efficient on the small pick. So that's a long way of saying, yes, we know we need more space in our facilities. And that's one way of generating additional space without necessarily even having to move. Right. Um, so our plans now call for um, uh, what we're doing today, Andy, is we're doing a, a, a complete rationalization of our, of our distribution footprint. And we will start to selectively upgrade facilities with technology to enable us to, to uh, make better use of the space that we already have. Mm -hmm. Um, does that does that help? Yeah, does that, yeah, that kind of give you yeah, an idea? Very clear, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I think something that we said before is that you're a distributor. You need to stock products and perhaps perhaps more products, especially as your know, resellers start to sell into different categories as well. You need to be able to be there to support them. Precisely. You know, everybody talks about Jansen and the expansion of that category. That that continues. Furniture is another growth category that, that we've just begun to tap. Um, hmm. Technology is a third growth category. And of course, you know, OP will come back over the next couple of years. Um, you know, we're seeing significant growth year over year, but that's obvious, right? Yeah, yeah. But long-term, we expect obviously that that business to continue to to decline at a, at a fairly uh, uh, even rate. Okay. Yeah. I and mean, we're doing this call on, on the day that 3M announced their, their results. I, th I think their stationary and office products division was back to its Q2 level in 2019 pre-COVID. So yeah. again, that's probably a trend that you're, you're seeing as well, that uh, the, those levels are, are coming back. Maybe not all of them coming back to the pre-COVID pre levels, but certainly you know, nowhere near the lows that we saw this time last year. We've seen a gradual improvement on, on a monthly basis since the beginning of the year. And, uh, Provided we continue to open, uh, we expect that trend to continue. Yeah. Okay. Now, I remember last year you and Yancey said when, when you were interviewed, and, and this this was something that uh, drew a bit of attention, was you said there'd be no first call and second call relationships with your with your dealers. Is, is that a reality today or have you had to re rethink that? No, we haven't had to rethink it. Uh, actually, the ISG RDC program that we announced last month, um, that just, just began July 1, um, that's a perfect example of, um, of how that, that concept is working, right? So that's an agreement with ISG. So all ISG members, regardless of whether they're first call SPR or not, mm -hmm. are eligible for that program. And we are delivering that product uh, to all ISG members. Uh, on our trucks, regardless. Mm. Now, there's always exceptions, but but that's a that's a, a, a tangible example of what we meant by that. And um, you know, it's 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 it, that's an easy one because we've said all along that we want to do business with all resellers, mm. and, uh, and we're trying very hard to do that. Okay. <clears throat> but obviously, taking that step w would change something that's been going on for years and years. In the channel, and I, from where I'm looking, if you have a, the kind of duopoly that you have in the business products wholesaling channel, to come out and say something like that—that that, well, that's how we're going to do business—it would perhaps take two to tango for it to to really work. Is that fair? Um, you know, so here's the here's the um, <clears throat> Yancy just walked in, so um, <clears throat> so that's a good point. 
it doesn't change the the way that we work with our primary customers versus secondary customers, right? There's still folks that treat us as their primary wholesale provider, and we're obviously going to treat them differently than somebody that just buys from us either when they feel like it or because we have a lower price or for whatever reason. So that part, you know, all it means is that we want to, we are not, we're not treating anybody like a second-class citizen. I mean, in the past, believe it or not, we, we ignored a significant swath of the independent reseller base just because we weren't their first call wholesaler, mm. right? So that's really the thing okay. that we've tried to reverse mm. is that, that conversation, if you will. Does that, does yeah. that help? Okay, good. Thank you. Very clear. Now, you've just had a, a brand refresh and you've introduced this new tagline. Can you tell us something about that? Pretty exciting stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> We're very excited about it, right? Absolutely. The whole package, baby. So um, <laughs> that actually, we're really proud of the of the the, uh, the team, the uh, the marketing team under Jack's direction, Jack Reagan's direction, did all of that on their own. And honestly, Yancy and I had no idea they were doing it <laughs> until they were ready to introduce it. And so, you well, know, I'm we not, obviously. I'm not sure if you should admit admit to not you know not not knowing what's going on, but. No, no. <laughs> you got you to realize that, that we didn't see a finished product. What we saw, the first, but by the time we saw it, they were far enough along that they wanted to present to us their idea of what, of what the new SP Richard should look like. So mm. believe me, they didn't rebrand it under our noses. But the fact is, they, they, they did a lot of work and then presented to us. And we were, we were really impressed with what they did. So fortunately... They hit a home run. Okay, so, right. just understand yeah. they, they did. They didn't rebrand and then say, "Hey guys, we, we've uh, we've rebranded." They came to us with the idea, but by the time they had come to us, they had developed it to the point where I mean, they did not come to us and say, "Hey, we think we should rebrand and give us give us okay. six months." Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, let us come <laughs> back. To it. Make sense? Yeah. They yeah. took the initiative, did it, and then came to us and said, "What do you think?" Yeah. Um, and we liked it, right? clean, it's uh, fresh uh, for the SP Richard uh, team and um, uh, SPR, so it's, you like it. Have you seen it? I have, yeah, yeah. I'll put our listeners out there misery because we haven't actually told them what, what the tagline is. So it's not just wholesale, the whole package. I got that right, didn't I? Didn't I? Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And it's yeah. got a very nice, very nice ring to it. Just, yeah. What is the whole package? Tell us. Tell us more. Well, I, I think it speaks to the fact that that that, like we talked about, we're not a wholesale distributor. We're a distribution partner, and that entails a lot more than just having product in a building. Hmm. Okay, it's again about about having the right product, about supporting. The, what what our customers need in the in the way of wholesale support, in the way of vendor support, it's working with the vendors to make sure that we're we've got the product out on the street that they want wholesale support for, but also offering all of their product out there in the marketplace. So is that yeah, and, some of the things that we've just we've just talked about. Yeah, yeah, Yancy, right, yeah, all the things. Yeah. I could have just easily just said that, right? <laughs> Yeah, Yancy, I don't know if you've got anything anything to add. What how you see the whole the whole package? Well, the whole package of our industry has changed so much 
So we want to let everybody know that it's it's just not pencils and paper clips anymore. That we're in the Jan's and we're in the break room, we're in the PPE product, we're in furniture. Mm-hmm. Um, so IT, we cover we cover everything in the, in the office. So with the whole package, I think it's a great tagline to to boost people and say, well, you're not in this. Well, you know, we did $400 million of, of uh, Jan Dan last year. So yeah. we're, we're a pretty big uh, distributor of Jan Dan and we're growing in, in sure. that area. Uh, yeah. We're growing this year, we're growing 30% in furniture. Yeah. So, um, and that's because we have it. You know, a lot, a lot of the manufacturers <clears throat> right now are, are having a tough time getting product in. And not saying that we don't have a tough time getting product, mm. but we do have furniture. And, yep. and we got a lot of it coming in, and um, so, so it, it, it makes it very clear. Uh, I hope to, to all our customers as they see all the products that we have, that, that we we're just not uh, the, the OSB Richards and, and and just in the office product. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, I, it, it's something we've been trying to do, I, I think, in this industry for, for many years. And it's been a tag, you know, the office products, office supplies to try and you know, shrug off that that idea that you know, just sell pens and the staplers and the traditional stationery, but uh, you know, far, a far wider range of products than that. Thank you for listening to OPI Talk. That's the end of the first part of this two-part interview. In part two, we talk further about SP Richards' response to COVID, encouraging more diversity within the company, the prospect of the Office Depot and Staples store networks coming together and what the hopes and expectations are for the next 12 months.